This UCSD TV program is presented by University of California Television. Like what you learn? Visit our website or follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up with the latest programs. We are the paradoxical eight. Bipedal, naked, large-brained, long the master of fire, tools, and language, but still trying to understand ourselves, aware that death is inevitable, yet filled with optimism. We grow up slowly. We hand down knowledge. We empathize and deceive. We shape the future from our shared understanding of the past. Carta brings together experts from diverse disciplines to exchange insights on who we are and how we got here. An exploration made possible by the generosity of humans like you. Uh, this is kind of the transition talk between the relatively deep past and the, um, the, the very recent past and present and future. So uh, there's a debate going on about this. I'm talking about the last 10,000 years when agriculture developed. There's a debate going on or a discussion going on in the community. Uh, if you asked the average geoscientist, uh, are humans now in control of the world, the atmosphere, the water, the soil, everything else? I think you'd get pretty much 100% uh, response, yes. The debate or discussion is about whether to define a particular time when that began. And on that, there's less uh, unanimity. And I'm somewhat towards one extreme of that argument. I was asked to... Uh, write a perspective piece in science. I, this is not the most exciting slide in the world, but uh, <laughs> you can at least read the title. Uh, and it's about this discussion about, about this defining this epoch we live in, uh, whether, whether to do it in a very recent time. And there's a proposal out from a group um, in London, uh, geologists, stratigraphers, to make it the 19... 45, 1950 era, because all kinds of things started to happen that humans hadn't been doing before then, and because bomb testing began 
then and these isotopes that people have been talking about uh, were spread widely in the ocean, uh, in the uh, ocean sediments and in ice cores. And so there's a move afoot to say the Anthropocene, the start of the human domination of the planet, is in the 1950s. And this slide shows a dark colored bar down the right center part, which uh, defines that era. It's actually, it shows the industrial era, which is the last 200 years. And there's substantial support for this uh, suggestion to do this. However, uh, those of us who um, work back on somewhat longer timescales favor a longer interval of human influence on the Earth, uh, extending back about 10,000 years to the the, uh, earliest uh, major domestication and dispersal of crops and livestock, and and a series of things that happened and accelerated uh, since that time. So that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to take you back uh, 10,000 years and tell you what we were up to um, as we became agricultural people. There's been a community since. This is a kind of a cartoon version that I drew drew about five or six years ago of the little figure that's in the right insert on your program. And it's pretty close. Uh, It's it's a schematic. You notice that nice wrinkle in the uh, deglaciation point. So you're coming from glacial cold temperatures up into interglacial, the modern interglacial warmth peaks out and then it starts to decline very slightly uh, towards towards the, uh, the present and now we're taking off into, into worlds unknown with the uh, industrial revolution. That's, this is the picture of climate for the last 20,000 years that prevailed through the 1900s right to the turn of the century. Here's a picture that I think is correct. It's, you notice it's the same from the glacial cold era coming up into the warmth, but around 8,000 8, years ago in this slide, uh, something else starts to happen. You see agriculture originating at the bottom of the uh, slide, and agriculture uh, <coughs> produced greenhouse gas effects. There's no disagreement about that, but there's big disagreement about how much uh, the amplitude of these greenhouse gas effects. And so the proposal is that, that these anthropogenic greenhouse gases kept the climate from getting as cold as it would have without the gases, and that in fact, early farming stopped nature from taking us back into the beginnings of a new glaciation sometime in the last maybe 2,000, 3,000 years. So early farming stopped the glaciation. It sounds radical, but I'll take you through the, uh, the steps. There are two ways to think about this. So these are greenhouse gases that are recorded in ice cores, as you have already learned. Uh, air in the ice cores preserves the amount of greenhouse gases. And here are two examples of this. Uh, the red dots show for methane at the top, carbon dioxide at the bottom. Those are the values during the last Uh, 11,000 years, the time scale along the bottom, and you see them both peaking, methane and carbon dioxide peaking about 10,000 years ago, starting to decrease and then climbing 
carbon dioxide comes back up after about 6,000 years ago. Methane comes back up after about 5,000 years ago. Also plotted on this uh, slide in blue, dark blue circles, is an average of the seven previous interglaciations. And you've seen that there were about every 100,000 years there was an interglacial climate due to those variations in Earth's, Earth's orbit. And you see that uh, starting with methane. There's a peak in methane about the same time as the red circles for this interglaciation. Then there's a decrease not dissimilar to this, this interglaciation. But then instead of turning around and going up, this average of all seven previous interglaciations keeps going down. And the same thing happens for 202, uh, CO2 with an even more striking match of uh, the current interglaciation and the average of the uh, previous interglaciations. And they part ways about 6,000 years ago. So I call this top-down evidence for a human in influence. And, the, and the, uh, the way to think about it is really simple. If, if the blue circles show previous interglaciations when no one thinks humans were having massive effects on, on Earth's environment or its atmosphere. If blue is natural, and if blue is going down, then red is not natural. And so something new is working in this interglaciation. So something, that I say, that humans are doing 6,000 years ago starts to push the CO2 curve upward and starts to put the, push the methane curve upward about 5,000 years ago. Some anomalous, and I say anthropogenic, uh, factor is at work. Now, that, I call that a top-down view because it's from the point of view of the atmosphere. And that's half, half of a hypothesis. If you want a full hypothesis, you need bottom-up evidence. What's happening on the ground? What are people actually up to? This slide is a very uh, simplified version of the spread of agriculture. Uh, you can see, and, and here I'm mapping mainly the spread, not the initial uh, domestication of crops and livestock. You can see in Southwest Asia, the Eastern Mediterranean, after about 9,000 years ago, uh, crops which originated in the Fertile Crescent started to spread across Europe, came down into the Nile River Valley, went uh, east into Pakistan and India. About the same time in northern China, people dom domesticated crops and animals, and that spread the beginning of the Han Dynasty, uh, uh, what, the Han people, I should say, spread uh, up into Korea and then in the rest of China. And then around 5,000 years ago in southern China, the development of irrigated rice spreads across down into India, down into Southeast Asia, the Philippines. Uh, so those are major centers of domestication. Around 5,000 years ago, the Bantu people in, in uh, tropical North Africa and uh, sub-Saharan Africa developed sufficiently impressive ag agriculture that they spread all across southern Africa, except for uh, South Africa itself, one of the major migrations of uh, human history. Over in the Americas, in Mexico, even though agriculture be began earlier, by 4,000 years ago, the combination of corn and beans and avocados and tomatoes, people were spreading uh, agriculture up into North America and down through Central America. And finally, in the uh, eastern uh, 
Andes and part of the Amazon, uh, more agriculture beginning there 4,000 years ago. All of these are happening during a time when those greenhouse gas trends are going the wrong way. So to go back to the methane curve shown at the top, remember there the departure is 5,000 years ago. Here's a map of the spread of rice agriculture through Asia. It originates in the, in the Yangtze River Valley, and it, it round 5,000, by 5,000 years ago, rice is fully domesticated, and it spreads down into uh, the rest, across the rest of Asia by 1,000 years ago. And this is based on archaeobotanical uh, work. Now, rice paddies are man-made wetlands, and wetlands are basically swamps, which have swamp gas, which is methane, which bubbles out of the rice paddies. So the spread of rice agriculture is, coincides nicely with the, uh, the reversal of the, the methane trend. The man who did this, which is, who is Dorian Fuller at University College London, converted that, the spread of rice and then an assumed uh, infilling of the density of rice into estimate, estimates of total rice area irrigated, that's in green, and he converted that using modern relationships to estimates of uh, uh, the effect on atmospheric methane, and he got a 70 parts per billion estimate between 5,000 and 1,000 years ago. The ice core data, which I showed you earlier, shows 100 parts per billion rise. So if his estimate's right, and there are gonna be more uh, versions of this, I'm sure, uh, rice irrigation would explain 70% of the rise of the methane trend. Remember also, the full anomaly also would include the fact that the methane trend should have gone down, but it didn't, so there's more to explain. Dorian Fuller also mapped the spread of uh, livestock across Africa and Asia, and you see that between 7,000 and 5,000 years ago, the uh, livestock are in relatively arid areas, the Sahara, which is greener than, it has, it has grasslands because it's, it's getting some moisture, uh, the Iranian plateau in western China. But between 5,000 and 1,000 years ago, rice spreads all the way across India, uh, livestock spreads across India and uh, eastern Asia and down into South Africa with that Bantu migration. So. There will be estimates of the uh, methane contributions from livestock too, and they, they will explain more of the anomaly. Carbon dioxide at the bottom until recently has been very tricky for a number of reasons which I can't go into in this talk, but there's been a, uh, an explosion of data in the last three or four years that bears on this. Now, to, to get carbon dioxide from farming, you, just, you need to clear trees and burn them or just let them rot, which puts the CO2 in the atmosphere. Here's a map of the spread of agriculture across Europe, beginning on the lower right in, in the Fertile Crescent and spreading all the way to uh, the far reaches of, of Europe by 5,500 years ago. Interesting point, 5,500 years ago is still the late Neolithic, the late Stone Age. We don't even have Bronze Age tools, but people are coming in, clearing forests. They're using flint, very sophisticated flint axes. And uh, so there is agriculture all across Europe by 5,500 years ago, which is that CO2 curve starts to, starts to rise by 6,500. That doesn't begin to prove that carbon dioxide explain, uh, that the deforestation explains the car carbon dioxide rise, but a paper published earlier this year 
suggests that uh, certainly points in that direction. The, the, uh, the top left panel shows a, a synthesis of, of hundreds of cores, lake cores that have pollen remains, which include remains of grass pollen, tree pollen, and then intermediate uh, uh, pollen that's uh, shrubs and things uh, that are in between. And if you look at the trend in part B, uh, the dark green forest uh, pollen starts to decrease somewhere between 6,000 and 5,000 years ago, which is just after that carbon dioxide curve starts to turn up and go the wrong way. Uh, and before you get to the industrial era, you've basically gotten rid of the forest. So this, this is favorable to an early anthropogenic effect, a large early anthropogenic effect. And as the top right slide shows, it's uh, based on hundreds, of course. Part C and D shows some data from uh, China, not uh, pollen data, uh, but numbers of archaeological sites. It turns out that the Chinese government for decades has been funding people to, to gather information on the impressive early history of China. And uh, there, there's just thousands and thousands of data point, archaeological data points, either radiocarbon dated or correlated by cultural remains to other sequences that are are dated. So the, the bottom left slide shows uh, the number of archaeological sites 8,000 to 7,000 years ago, and they're mostly down in the Yangtze, uh, down in the Yellow River Valley, and they're fairly sparse. By 5,000 to 4,000 years ago, the Yellow River Valley is just completely filled in. There are people burning coal in some of these areas because the forest is gone, and it's coming down into the uh, Yangtze River Valley, and this is before that rice. Uh, spread begins in southern China and the rest of Asia. So uh, I guess I could summarize by saying in the last three or four years, there's been an explosion of evidence, ground truth evidence, that people are doing thing that, things that are putting a lot of, of uh, methane and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. So this is beginning to gather some attention from those who report the scientific news. This is from Science, uh, Autumn 2013. Uh, this is a piece, that a commentary that focused on uh, methane. And you, you can read the title and get the punchline yourself. Here's a paper that was published, uh, a features piece that was published in the other most distinguished journal, that's Nature. And the, the central panel shows the time of major effects, cultural effects on uh, land clearance and vegetation. And you see that there are blocks there that are dating back to 5,000 years or more. You also see that methane reversal plotted in the, the curve at the bottom right. So as we go off in the next few talks after the break into talking about the major things that have happened during the Industrial Revolution and during the last 50 years, Keep in mind that we have a long history of, uh, of affecting climate, and uh, the, sc the scope of it is still coming into focus, but it's coming into focus uh, pretty fast. I think humans have been a major effect uh, factor on the landscape for thousands of years, not just 200 years. Thank you.